There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Hi guys, I'm Sophie And I'm Ari And you're listening to Having a Night podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. That's right. It's the week after Valentine's Day. How was your Valentine's Day? What did you eat on Valentine's Day? I ate a whole bunch of food that tasted like dirt. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, I went to a very hip restaurant in New York on the Lower East Side with two of my lovely female friends, Charlotte and Nicole, who made my night very bright. But it's a restaurant that I will, will remain nameless, but I'm gonna mouth it to Ari right now. Okay, can I? Okay. Oh, okay. yes. I think you should say it. It's called Dimes, everybody. It's very it's popular. Very popular, very, very hip. hip, very chic, great colors. Everybody looks like they walked right out of a kinfolk magazine. Unfortunately, the food leaves something to be desired. I almost felt like I was being played a joke on. Like they served a Japanese sweet potato, boiled sweet potato on a wheatgrass puree. Oh, Which God. like, listen, if I am in a health food store and you serve me that, I'll be in seventh heaven. But like, I'm out to Valentine's Day dinner at a restaurant. Yeah. What? Crazy. There was a very good chocolate cake. But um, yeah, so I was a little underwhelmed by the food. The drinks, however, delicious, delicious. That sort of muted the flavors, thank God. Oof. How was yours? That sounds rough. Um, I did not eat dirt. However, the highlight of my meal was something that came from the dirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I went to this new restaurant called The Crocodile with my boyfriend, Chris, and uh, Penn Badgley was there. And he was sitting Whoa. behind Chris, so I was facing him. And I was like, okay, Chris, there's an actor behind you. I don't want to say his name out loud because he, he was facing me. So like, right. he could see me. So I was like, okay, we're going to play a game. I'm going to give you a clue. And he was like, okay, okay. And I go, okay, the clue is you. And he was like, okay, me. So it was like, who's on first? I was like, no, 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 no. The show is you. He was like, is it a show that I'm on? Or what? Like, you know, fuck it. It's been graduate. Is that how you pronounce his name even? Yeah, Bad I think so. Name. I also, Very attractive. So I was about to say, I kind of feel like Chris and Penn look a little bit similar. It's true. So, like, the, the clue also is you. You. Yeah. Wow. So many levels. <laughs> wow. A lot of levels. <laughs> Back to food. It was the prefix, and I was mostly excited because the main was a duck for two, like legs, confit, and then the breast was seared. But the appetizer was leeks two ways, and my Valentine's Day was a lovely letter to leeks. I swear Ooh. to God. Wow. Leeks are so, if you, I think, have the patience and technique to really cook the hell out of them, they're so delicious and creamy and buttery. The, I mean, leeks are incredible. They're I also feel like... covered with truffles, so. Wow. Yes, it was very, very romantic. What were the leeks two ways? Romantic, that being said, a leek is part of the onion family, so like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like the more you cook it, the less like you are, likely you are to have digestive issues. Oh, yeah, I meant more like from a breath perspective, but oh, even sure. that, it's like if both people eat it, it cancels it out. It sure. doesn't matter. What were the two ways that they cooked them? The first was, I think they were just sauteed, and then um, it was really plain, just like a bed of sauteed leeks covered with truffles, and the second was like a gratin of leeks. 
God, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to leak. It's like an overgrown scallion. What could be better? Agreed. So yummy. Oof. Yeah. So this week we're doing something a little bit different. That we're really excited about. Yeah. Because Valentine's Day is so, it can be a divisive holiday. Absolutely. And a lot of people spend Valentine's Day alone. And Sophie and I spend a lot of nights alone. Yeah. So, and we've been wanting to do an episode. Basically, we're talking about having a night in, in by yourself. A solo night. Having a solo night. Because this is, I think, like, this is part of where Ari and I overlap is our love. <laughs> One of the many ways in which we overlap. Love of being alone by yourself in your house. Like, getting to feel cozy like you don't have any obligations to any other people yes you are just you're doing you for lack of a better phrase i hate how that phrase has been taken over by the self-care industry yeah it's like no i just want to do me it doesn't mean i have to like do certain self-care or wellness things to do me i don't have to have a sheet mask on to be doing me no what are your favorite rituals of having a solo night in well let's start with the basics the thing that we care about the most what are you eating Okay, wow. Um, it depends on what kind of night, obviously, what the vibe of the night is for me. But I do kind of have my go-to night in and... Tell me everything. Okay, step one. I'm just going to go through it and yeah. really aim towards the food. But step one, I do not like to wear the clothes that I've been wearing outside when I'm having a night in. I don't like to wear the clothes that I've been wearing outside anytime I come into my house. Yes, yeah, I'm like, I strip and I put on a whole other outfit. In the summer, it's a house dress or a jumpsuit. Yeah. And in the winter, it's some kind of sweatsuit. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't believe that I'm wearing jeans in my own apartment right I'm now. I'm shocked and appalled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know well, you, you know why? stranger. It's because I haven't left the house yet today because I've been kind of under the weather. So I was like, I'll put on outside clothes so that I feel... A little more like a real person. Okay, That's so step one, we're changing clothes. Changing clothes. Um, I am such a bowl person. Yeah. Because I want a giant bowl. I don't want to tramp. One of the joys of having a night in alone to me is not having to plate something. So I can eat many things in the same giant bowl. I'm always yeah. on the lookout for a nice, beautiful bowl for one. Yeah. Like in our apartment, I'm like, oh, nope, that's my bowl. But I'll often eat out of a, like a salad bowl, like yeah. a mixer, mixing bowl. Like a big metal bowl. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm, if I want to feel comforted, so it's usually cold weather, I'm going to make a rice bowl. Yeah. I'm going to make some protein. Since I've gotten good at searing off salmon. Yeah. And it's cheap and can, is, can be raised sustainably. Uh, I sear off a piece of salmon. I used to make this mistake forever where I would like try and cook the salmon in the sauce and I've realized, duh, no. like French cooking, got to make the sauce separately. Yeah. But usually my sauces are, drum roll. <laughs> okay, I am the queen of condiments, if you did not know. Mm-hmm. When I'm alone, I want to build a palace. It is a kingdom of condiments. <laughs> I basically want to be surrounded by my minions, which are Cupid mayo, uh-huh. sriracha, Maybe a different kind of chili paste, mm-hmm. soy sauce, mirin, sesame seeds, sesame oil, sesame oil, chili oil. Like now, every Asian condiment you've ever seen. Tobiko, I just bought. Ooh. Are you mixing these all up together and making a sauce? No. Okay. It's like every bite could be a choose-your-own-adventure. Ooh, I love that. So I usually make a little bit of a veg. Usually it's something fast. Like a sautéed spinach, watercress situation, never kale. 
It never counts. For me, no counts. I'm, I'm with you. I'll pass. I, it's funny that you say fast because I feel the same. It's like if I'm having a solo night in, I want to like rush through the prepping part so that I can get to the like eating and vegging part. Yes. But actually I think I need to work on like making the prepping part in into a joyful situation. Do you want to know a quick uh, tip of how to do that? Uh, yeah. Put um, on a podcast? What? Put on, I was going to say put on some music. And um, pour yourself a glass of wine. Today Absolutely. There's nothing better than cooking by yourself with a glass of wine. It's so true. It's almost like the performative act of it is right. better than the actual act of it. You know, like right. the idea of looking into your kitchen being like, I'm just here cooking with a glass of wine. Exactly. Like it just feels so, I guess, adult for lack of a better word. Definitely. Um, and I feel like yeah. I see you, you know, the camera moves through a window and it's like the montage of Sophie cooking dinner in, in the movie of your life. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> All right. So take me through yours. So, okay. <laughs> Agreed. First step, come in, strip, put on a different outfit. Then, so I think there's two different versions of a night in. There's actually three different versions of a night in. One version is where I didn't know that I was going to be having a night in, in which case I feel like I kind of scramble and I'll just end up eating leftovers. I had made these Indian red lentils last week and like I just, with spinach, and like I ended up eating those a lot. So there's a version where like I'll do that. Then there's a version where I'm like, you know what, I just need to feel sort of swaddled by someone else's food, in which case I'll pick up Chipotle. Girl. I mean, Chipotle on a night in is, there's nothing better to me. I forgot about burritos. Whoa. <laughs> like I just forgot that they existed. <laughs> and the other night I was like having a night in and I was like, I just wasn't that feel that's good and, and large and I could just watch a movie. And I remember going to Chipotle where I remember having this conversation with you being like, there's nothing better than in grad school maybe. Yeah. Than eating Chipotle and like watching a movie. Mm -hmm. So there's the Chipotle night and then there's the third version, which is the night in solo where you have actually made the effort to cook. So for that, I would probably do like a pasta, like a really simple pasta. My biggest comfort meal is buttered noodles. So like pasta so literally with just butter, a big green salad with a lot of, with like a really garlicky dressing, mm -hmm. and then a piece of dark chocolate at the end. Maybe if I was, if I had planned enough, then like I would have gotten a nice little treat on my way home, like yeah. a really good chocolate chip cookie or something like that. Yeah. Because I also like to have enough courses when I'm on oh my, my own. <laughs> Me too. Like if I get to the bottom of my bowl and there's nothing left, well, panic no, sets in. It somehow needs to be bottomless. Exactly. So yeah. I need to be able to go to my refrigerator, open it, get out a little piece of cheese, go sit back down on the couch for 30 minutes, get back up Same. again, go open my freezer. <laughs> oh, I forgot that I had all these frozen gougere. Oh, there's another you know. condiment. <laughs> exactly. that over here. Yes. So I like the idea of a bowl because I'll also do this where it's like, you can buy so many different little things and then they can become different meals throughout the week. So like you'll do a quick pickle with some cucumbers. Maybe I'll poach an egg, like I'll make rice and mix it with dill and preserved lemon or can something. Can you just pause and tell me how you make a quick pickle? Cause yeah. I feel like mine's always too vinegary. So I do a mix of, okay. So if I were doing like pickle, uh, uh, cucumbers or onions or like something, I would slice it really thin on my mandolin. And then I would put in brown rice vinegar. I actually put in a little bit of something sweet. So like a little bit of sugar or maple syrup, a bunch of salt. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll add like a little dash of um, 
like ponzu or soy or something. Yeah. So I'll do it like that. I agree. I don't like when they're too vinegary, which is why I feel like the sweetness will balance it out. Yes. But then at the end, I'll often toss it with some olive oil. So that, yeah, that also... Or some sesame oil. Yeah, to counteract it. Delicious. So that's what I would be making. But first choice would be those buttered noodles. Ooh. Buttered noodles and a, and a whatchamacallit. And a what? And a what? Sorry. No, no, and my big green salad. Oh, <laughs> it's true. Those are those are a thing, indeed. You know, I think a lot of people get so intimidated by cooking for mm-hmm. one, like they feel like it's like I can't just go and buy one chicken breast. And first of all, you probably can, but second of all, don't because. Cooking a larger amount won't necessarily take more time. And I think when often instead of searing off my one piece of salmon, I'll sear off a few or I'll roast a whole chicken and then just cut off a leg or probably yeah. eat half of it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with just like cooking. Actually all... meal prepping. Right. Well, there's a great cookbook that I have that my friend Nicole, who I was with on Valentine's Day, gave me called Solo. And it's by Anita Lowe. Mm. And it's so brilliant. So she has all of these recipes and like how much, how much of each ingredient you actually need to make for one. Oh, that's so But fun. then she has all these other recipes of how you can turn them into leftovers, which is so genius because it's like, right, you don't want to be wasteful. You don't want to buy a whole chicken. What are you going to do? Eat a drumstick and then throw out the rest? No, it's Oof. like you just use it, then you make a chicken salad or like you put it over rice the next day or whatever. Yeah, like, it'd be good for a week at least. Yeah, I don't understand being intimidated by cooking for one. I think because when I started cooking, I only cooked for myself. Yes. Like before I started cooking for dinner parties, I just cooked for myself. So I was so used to making the right amount for one person. Um, what about drinking? What's your like drinking situation when you're alone? Um, <laughs> when you're alone, how much yeah, do you, are you how okay? much do you tipple? <laughs> um, I don't usually make a cocktail unless, as we know, the Ari Venturi cocktail, which is just vodka in a glass with some water, lime, and yeah. a straw. <laughs> you know, very highbrow. Um, I'm, I like wine, and I'm so glad that we had Mai on our show, My, yeah. my Vino, because My Vino is the brand for the solo solo night oh my god she, well that's literally why yeah. she started her brand exactly. she was like i was really sick of opening good bottles of wine and only having one glass and then three days later i couldn't drink any you know it was done it was turning to vinegar yeah so that's my favorite and i love i open the fridge and i push the little button and it, it comes out of its little decanter bag it's yeah. so i don't know it feels very well i have a different version of that which is the coravin which is yes. a quite expensive but very very worthwhile contraption so it's this it's this crazy thing, really thin needle that goes into your wine, and then there's a canister of, I don't know, nitrous or CO2 or whatever it is, that when you pour when you pour the glass of wine, the rest of the bottle gets filled with this gas, and so it doesn't ruin your oh, wine. That's so, what it does. That's so why that's it's like expensive. a lot of restaurants nowadays will have like their Coravin wines by the glass. So it's like you can buy you can drink a glass of like a 1999 Bordeaux without actually ruining the bottle. It's genius. Which is great. So I really like that because I'm also like, I'm I'm a one glass of wine if I'm by myself person, like yeah. more than that, and I start to get a little woozy anyway. And mm-hmm. like, I'm too tipsy to be fun alone, you know? Yeah, I also always, I'll have one while I'm cooking and then I think, oh, I'm gonna have another one and I pour it for when I'm eating. And then I'm so involved in the delicious thing that I've made that I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Yes. That's, that's not, 
I don't need that wine. Yeah, it's not adding food. Well, should be adding if I was more educated, but. Well, I think it also depends on, right, how good the wine is, how much you're looking forward to it. I'm with you. I'm not a cocktail person if I'm by myself. Something to aspire to. Maybe, but also like, well, I think there's a a little bit of a stigma against drinking alone because, of course, you know, you don't want that to become a habit necessarily. But there's also the thing of like, a woman who's on her own just like has to pop open a bottle of Chardonnay, you know, (laughs) that's a whole other version. But I don't know. There's nothing wrong with de-stressing with a glass of wine or a cocktail. No, as long as you're in control. What about pot? Um, I don't really do that. Yeah, same. I, I turn into a monster. I, I wish I could. I want to try, but every time I do, I feel like um, my face is burning off. Right. <laughs> so itchy Melting and insane. I, oh, okay. I accidentally took an edible in Chicago where it's legal over Christmas break, and my dog got sick, and we had to take the dog to the hospital in the middle of the night and I was with my parents and I was so high, this is a total uh, sidebar story, but the whole time I was just like, what are we doing? You guys wanna play a game? Like here, I literally started reading aloud from the book I was reading to them. They're like, all right, stop, just sit. I was like, yeah, but how about we all go around in a circle and talk about like our favorite thing we did today. You turn into a camp counselor when you get high. I get, oh wow. That's really intense. Yeah, I I have some teas that I brought home that are like low enough dosage that I'll take one just to sort of experiment, but inevitably I'm like, okay, I should go to bed now. Like I get too freaked out yes. to be by myself high in my apartment. Um, do you, what do you watch? Do, what do you read? Sometimes I think I want to watch. Okay. And I'd like to talk about when you, when one watches, I'm... I enjoy trashy TV sometimes, but I don't enjoy it for like a full night in. I think watching a full movie start to finish and like a great movie is so much better than watching like six episodes of a Real Housewives situation, which some people love that and that's fine for them. It doesn't make me feel great. Same. Same. Binging in that way doesn't make me feel great either. Right. Watching something that feels almost like a meal in a way feels much more satisfying because it is literally satisfying, but I also have to then not have my computer near me and yes. not have my phone near me. No. Like I want to sit down with my meal and just watch something. Correct. Me Something too. good, like a full movie. Right. Or like if it's an hour long TV thing, then like a couple yes. of episodes yes, of something of really quality. But it's funny that the binging thing, it's literally like the version of binge eating where it's like, it doesn't fill you up. And so you have to keep on eating because the thing that it's trying to fill is too deep of a hole. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it feels like it's coming out of a place of boredom rather than from a place of like wanting to actually not certainly not educate yourself. Cause like my favorite movie to watch alone is clueless, but Mm -hmm. like to, to have a moment of enjoyment in some way. I really enjoy watching something that's classic that for some reason or other I have never seen. So then it totally. feels kind of like educational, not not educational, but it feels it feels informative and good. And I feel like I'm checking something off the list and I feel like my artistic life has been expanded in some way. Yes, exactly. I think it's about the expansion and like opening your horizons a little bit. Whereas I've been watching a lot of 30 Rock recently and like I found it to be the perfect opiate for like when I go to sleep. I'm yes. like, because it's, it, that's not really expanding my horizons, right? Like I'm laughing a lot. I know who all the characters are, whatever, but that's very different from being like, wow, I've never seen 
Apocalypse Now. Like, I, ju- I gotta sit down and watch it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Maybe yeah. not want to eat while watching it, though. It's gruesome, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But what about reading? Okay, I much I would much rather read than watch something while eating. Okay. <laughs> I think it's I don't so understand much how easier. you read and eat. Um, I prop my book up. Okay. Either on like some other books or, you know, like a vase, yeah. something heavy. So it can be kind of hands off and sometimes I'll put a little glass on my page so I the, huh. I don't have to hold it. And I feel like then it's closer to eye level with the giant bowl that I'm eating out uh-huh. of. To me, you know, it gets messy if I'm just the action of putting a fork into my mouth while I'm watching some a movie that's, you know, kind of far away. I make a mess. I have to, like, wear a bit. But if it's, like, <laughs> everything is in that. this tiny little, you know, square foot cube of a book, bowl, mouth. Everything <laughs> is... Book, bowl, mouth. I got, yeah, and I just feel like I can focus... Better. Sometimes a movie is too much for me to enjoy eating and enjoy the film, mm-hmm. and I somehow can concentrate. And I wanted to say I read, I think it was in New York Magazine last week, some art- article this woman was talking about. She was talking about also the joys of eating while reading and linked it to having grown up eating breakfast, eating cereal, and reading the back of a cereal box, which oh. I always did also. And they would put games on them and trivia. Like, I just did that every morning. Like, that's I memorized so everything on those boxes. Yeah. So oh, that's such a funny... Yeah. I think if I propped my thing up, that would be helpful. Because I think yes. there's a thing of, like, you don't want to be craning your neck down and trying to shovel something into your mouth. You got to try it. That are worth. I also, sometimes when I'm alone, I try to not do anything. That's very ambitious. It's less ambitious than you think. It's so enjoyable. Mm. I always feel like I'm setting this mammoth task, 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 task for myself if I'm just just eating and just concentrating on my food. I'm like, wow, this is so zen of me. And then you start eating and you're like, oh, I'm having the greatest time because I'm just it's just me and my thoughts and this delicious food that I care about and that I put effort into. Yeah, I think it's like once you get over that hump of like, what am I going to think about? This is going to be right, boring. Right. Suddenly your mind relaxes and you're able to just be and it's very nice. Yeah, and it's also not like you're you're not in a lab where people are like, we're studying what she does when she's not doing anything other right. than eating. It's right. like, if you get that bored, you can open a book. Right, there's you know? no rules. Right, exactly. there's no rules. That's what I was trying to say when I made up the lab metaphor. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. Another thing that I love to eat when I'm alone, I love to make a very big elaborate salad. Like if I can have a salad that's basically the size of like, I don't know, my abdomen, I get very excited. So like a bunch of different kinds of greens, a bunch of herbs, like maybe two soft boiled eggs, um, maybe a cheese situation, like maybe some really good feta, an amazing dressing. Like a big Cobb salad. Yeah. A big Caesar. Yeah. I've been wanting to make a wedge and just go to town. Mm-hmm. I think there's something so great about a salad, even though I hate... There, it's, salads have such a bad rap, but that each bite can be so different. Like, yeah. I want, like, some chicken. Oh, I want... Without having to use a fork and knife. And, yeah. I don't know. It's oh, kind of... It's just so satisfying. Yes. Plus, you can eat so much of it. Yes. That's where I am, too. It's like, I want to eat for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm alone, I'm going to be eating for two hours plus. 
Is there anything else that you do when you're having a night in? Like, are you a mask person? Are you a jade roller? Are you a, like, I don't know. I s aspire to be that person, but I'm usually not. I'm usually, uh, maybe I'll do a hair mask, but that requires me taking two showers. Sometimes I'll wake up and, and rinse it off. Yeah, I was just thinking I do a hair mask yeah. too. Sometimes I'll put a face mask on while I'm cooking, but not a sheet mask because that'll slide down. I don't like sheet masks. Whoa! There, I said it. I find them very cold. Um, I don't think they do anything. I just think like it's a serum that then sits on your skin. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I've tried the SK2, which everybody's obsessed with. It doesn't do anything. Shit. I don't feel plump. I just feel, <laughs> I feel like a moist. I feel damp. Oh, slimy. Yeah. Slimy. Yes. Yeah. I think they're very silly. I think everybody just got into them because they could look funny when they were taking pictures. Hot takes on sheet masks. Wow, brought you to you by heard Sophie. Here first. <laughs> you know what I also like to do when I'm alone? I like to play records. That's so nice. Like go through That's my so nice of you. record collection and play some stuff. Yeah. Listening to music, I find, obviously I love podcasts, but listening to music helps me relax immediately. In yeah. a way that podcasts, I, I'll get, I'll start binging it. I mean, I, I posted a picture on my Instagram months ago of me relaxing one night, having a night in. It was after a play, so late one night. And I looked down and realized what my situation was, and it was insane. I had two bowls of different stews that I had made. <laughs> I had my Kindle. I had my phone, I, which I guess I couldn't have taken the picture of. I was listening to a podcast. I was doing a crossword puzzle. <laughs> and there was, I think, one more thing. But, like, I, sometimes I'm doing too many things. I'm obviously twirling my hair. <laughs> Of course, you've met already. She's twirling her hair. Oh Ooh, my god! You gotta light some candles too. I mm -hmm. think lighting is important for a solo night in. It's true. It kind of goes into what you were saying about like I want to have a bowl that's just my bowl, mm -hmm. and I think that's so nice. Especially you know, Ari and I both s sort of live in various ways with our boyfriends, and I think it's so nice to to distinguish the things that are actually yours. Like even just to have a mug that's yours or a bowl or whatever so that you feel a little bit of, I don't know, not pride, but like, what's the word? Ownership over something. I, that sounds yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Just a little bit of your own, yeah, privacy, private space. Well, it's sort time. of like the idea of like what what is luxury and like that luxury, it's not about like caviar and truffles, but that it's actually yes. about just having something that you think is really nice, that you feel like is yours, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, I like that idea. Yeah, and the older I get, the more I want. I don't want to like eat a bag of mini Kit Kats and two burritos and chips. It's like, like what you were saying about binging. The feeling of luxury also feels like moderation to me. Mm -hmm. Like I'll like if I do takeout, which is not very often, I'll do. If I get a pizza, I'll have like two slices, and then I'll make a salad, and that'll feel like good. Yeah, you know, of course. Ooh, pizza. Now that's another. This, that's another great thing to, to have a solo night with. Yeah. I and mean, I guess it depends on where you are. Well, that's... I wonder if there's a place that does, like, small personal pizzas. Because oh, definitely. Because you don't want to one. end up really... Well, they're not so small, but they're, like, 12 inch. <clears throat> so if you were really ravenous, you could eat a whole one. But yeah. And I do. Or a half, and then you save the other half for the next day. Yeah. You or your, love or your boyfriend pizza. comes home and eats it. Right. And then you're pissed. Pissed. Oh, my God. Before Chris and I moved in together, he would sometimes just come over when I was having a solo night. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. And once he, he surprised me, he came in and I was, you know, sitting on the couch with my massive bowl, watching a movie, and I was like, you, you have to leave. 
he was so confused. He's like, why? I thought we could. And I was like, no, no, you didn't ask. Yeah. I appreciate the gesture, but this is, first of all, my apartment. You don't yeah. live here yet. Right. I'm not going to get into that saga. We did move in together. It's fine. But, you know, this was like, no, no, no. You don't get to pretend you live with me until you live with me. Well, and, and also, this is my night and my bowl. Yeah, my goddamn night, my goddamn bowl. I think having time to yourself, whether you're in a relationship or not, is the most important thing in the world. I'm sorry. It's so fucking important. Because otherwise you just forget who the fuck you are. You forget what your preferences even are. Because you're so busy catering to someone else or like, you know, trying to make sure that everybody's happy. No, 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 no. I think like once a week is a minimum. Yes. Oh, yes. It's just a nice reminder. Take care, not self-care. Just take care. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> that, that feels like something someone wise would say. Yeah. Take care. Speaking of taking care, terrible transition. I wanted you to keep going. Well, into our veg of the month. Ooh, we're Guys, back. it's February. Don't worry. We are holding fast to our promise to always do a vegetable of the month. We're two for two. Two for two. Wow, we're doing great. Okay, but this month, it's a trick question. The question being, what is the veg of the month? Because <coughs> we both went to the farmer's market at different times yesterday. Yep. What did you find? Because I found nothing. nothing. Yep. I was shocked. There's nothing left. There's some apples that have gotten mealy because they've been in refrigerators since November. Um, there was some very wilted looking greens. There were a lot of parsnips, but we did a root vegetable last month. Yeah. And what is there really to say about parsnips? Well, there is actually a lot to say about parsnips, but I won't say it now. I'll save it for January of next year. Good. Um, so this month, it's all about dried things. It's the about dried beans. The, yes. The veg of the month is beans. Beans, baby. God, I love beans. Beans are very in right now. Let's get specific though. Let's talk about a cannellini. I love a cannellini. God, guys, cannellini beans are so good. Okay, hold on. If I told you to go to the grocery store right now and get yes. me some white beans first too, wouldn't you get cannellini? Yes. Yes. Did somebody buy you lima beans? Uh, Chris <laughs> bought me like some little tiny white beans that I, I've never, I was like, no, oh, get, get Navy it. beans? No, not even. Like just oh. like, a, like, it says white beans and they're really tiny. And they're, they're I, not cannellini. No. That's so strange. <laughs> sorry, sorry that you have to clarify that five yeah. times. Very strange. Very yes, strange. of course I would buy you cannellini. Thank if you, you and I were dating, I'd buy you cannellini every day, girl. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, they can be dried, they can come in a can. I actually usually buy the cans just because sometimes like reconstituting them, soaking them. Not good for a night in. Not great for a night in when you're trying, expediency is, of the essence. Yes. If you have the time and you're a good planner, by all means, rehydrate. Yeah. But canned is fine. Canned is fine. So I love to warm them up and drain them, warm them up in some olive oil, maybe with some rosemary or thyme. You can mash them, put them on really good bread. You can make, of course, a white bean stew. Who doesn't mm. love that? Some crusty bread. It's so yep. it's like the rustic living in Oof. northern Italy, just like. I was gonna say a rind of parmesan in your white bean stew. Woo wee! Some shard or something. Yeah. What else would you do with a white bean? Um, that's it. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. We have I mean, two homemade white beans. What else would you do? Um, I'm just. I think you make a stew. 
Yeah, you make a stew or a soup or a like white bean puree, like a dip, white bean dip. So good. Um, You can cook them. I, I just like to not really cook them. It's just like warming them on the lowest setting of your stove in a bunch of really good olive oil. Way more than you think. If you have any fresh herbs, which yes, times are tough, so you might not, but you could make like an oil using yes. like a parse, like parsley chives, basil, basil, anything. anything. Yeah. Delicious. So good. Wow. Maybe the White bean and escarole soup. soup. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I love escarole. Holy shit, I haven't had any this season. Oh, <gasps> so good. It's so oh. good. If you guys don't know what escarole is, it's like a kind of a tougher, more bitter version of a lettuce. So you think that it's going to be a lettuce, but it's not a lettuce, but it is a lettuce. It's sort of like radicchio crossed with lettuce. In yeah. A way. It kind of looks like a, a round romaine that's kind of like undressing itself. It's yes. just a, or it's just a mess. It's a torrid <laughs> bit of that escarole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Really yummy. Great in a salad. Great in a soup. Yeah. Please uh, send us pictures of your nights and send us some recipes. We'd love to experiment. I'm sure there's a lot that we missed. We'll continue to share some of our favorite nights and and as always, rate us if you like the show. We've been reading a bunch of your reviews and they're so sweet and kind and we love you guys so much and we like to connect with you any way we can. So uh, sign up for our newsletter also at our uh, website, havinganightpodcast.com. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yes, I got We're it. All done. We haven't sent a newsletter in a little while, but maybe we'll get on. Yeah, guys, should. they're actually very time intensive in a great way, but like they take a lot of work, so I that's why we haven't had one. But we we will. Yes. Thank you so much to Colin, our editor, to Rebecca, our producer, sitting here silently, beautifully. Yep. <laughs> she really helped us with this doc. She Thank did. God. And to our many, many fans, thank you guys so much for listening. Oh my god, we couldn't do it without you, you know? You're the lifeblood. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next week, guys. Yeah, go and throw yourself a solo night in. Yeah, have fun. Bye.